You're listening to the Native Plants Healthy Planet Podcast, presented by Pinelands Nursery. Here are your hosts, Fran Chismar and Tom Knezic. Welcome back to a very special pre-vacation, special edition version of the Native Plants Healthy Planet podcast presented by Pinelands Nursery. I am Fran Chismar. And I'm Tom Knezic, and we are back with Native Plant Trivia Part 2. It's episode 166, and uh, and Fran, I brought in two ringers. Yeah, I don't even get revenge on on that. You know, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to lose this one, and then I would like to at least the next Native Playing trivia, I would like to play Daryl and the winner. Yeah, of yeah. Daryl was our first invite because he was game one's champion. Beat Fran in overtime, six to five. Um, but he couldn't make it. He said in August he could come, but not not sooner. So we have two very special guests who are going to kick your butt. <laughs> and both from Kind Earth Growers, we have John Courtney and Joe. I forget your last name. What's your What's Just your last lament. name, Joe? Lament. Word. Lament. Oh, that's easy enough. That's an easy one to pronounce. Are you so, going to remember it, though? I, we'll see. I didn't remember <laughs> this time. I, I think I've asked you like three times. But uh, the rules are pretty simple. We have ten questions, all, right. all revolving around uh, native plants, ecology, you know, what we talk about on the podcast all the time. A lot of some of the stuff's even taken straight from the podcast. And uh, so I guess should, we had that I, kind of stuff. So if I do bad, I'll look you Many worse. of the things we... <laughs> That I have questions for a friend, being that I wrote all the questions or used used uh, other things I've heard in pop culture, social media, those kind of things, to write these questions, have been featured on the podcast, at least in part. Some of the stuff's even been said on the podcast. So, so maybe one, have I paid attention? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two, do I know what I'm talking about? The other thing that we were talking about ahead of time is that all the times we say, oh, we should follow up on this. And for our listeners who think we eat, breathe, and sleep this, nine, nine and a half times out of ten, we'd say, oh, we got to do this, and then we walk out, and it's out of yeah. my head, and I never follow up on yeah. it. So. Yeah, and I think we're justified in that because we go out, and then the phone's ringing, and there's emails that we're catching yeah. up on what It's not that I don't want to. I just Yeah. This is like our little oasis. We get to kind of have fun for an hour bubble. and a half, yeah. and then uh, then it's back to real life. Oh. and. Yeah. We usually and, follow up on the stuff you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you can at the time. You can pause yeah. and then look it up. And we just—I need to do better at writing. I ju- I actually the last episode wrote notes for things that we needed to follow up, and which we still didn't follow up. On. Yeah. Actually, no, we did. We came to a conclusion on something. We did today. come to a conclusion today. So, anyway, basically ten questions. Some of them multiple choice. Some of them are are open ended. Um, you have boards in front of you. When I ask the question, I'm going to give it an indeterminate amount of time. I'm basically going to wait till it looks like you're done. Is it multiple choice? <laughs> was it multiple choice last time? Well, seeing as I just said that, friend, oh. some are multiple choice and some are open-ended. Friend, you got to listen. <laughs> Off to a great start. That's I was, negative I was one. looking at the, uh, the monitors. No, um, yeah, some are multiple choice, some are open-ended. I don't want to give it too much away. Uh, I don't know how I'd write some of these not open-ended. Um, some of them you have to have, like, multiple guesses. Like, it'll be there's... Six of these things, name two of them. And um, one of them I actually don't have all the answers for. Oh. Uh, so 
as you guys answer, I'm going to look them up <laughs> and see if you were right. <laughs> so so uh, I just have a really bad feeling about this one. I'm not feeling very confident. Oh, Fran, I, I'm, already, I'm already. At least one that that you're going to know. Like, there's one that I, you have to know. It has nothing to do with plants, does you it? You can't not know it. Right. And there's a bunch that I you might be a little tougher. Right. Um, and there's only, I was telling John when you guys were or when you were out that I have one question that I think is right up his alley. Okay. Based on when we were at New Moon Nursery getting All a little right. tour, there was a conversation that came up about one of his interests, and I picked it out and made a question all about that. <laughs> wow. So, uh, <laughs> no pressure. It doesn't There's mean no you, pressure you, might, you won't know it, but you, maybe you won't. I you should know. I, I hope, hope you so. know. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you which one that is. You got to figure it out. Um, I was trying to remember that. It was a fun tour. Yeah. That was a very fun tour. Yeah, that, was that was a great was, day. That was a great yeah. day. Yeah. You know, it's. It's not something we get to do. do you, is that how how often do you get to do something? Not, like that? We try to get the staff out at least once or twice a year to really just get to another nursery and then go to a garden and really just reconnect, you know. And, um, yeah. I think it's important. It's important for the staff and for us, quite frankly. You yeah. know, as you said, the phone's always ringing. And if you yeah. don't do it, sometimes you never do it. You don't get to see some of those plants just doing I, their thing, especially spring ephemerals. Yeah. No, I agree. And it's um, – I love that our industry – I mean, we're competitors and we're not. Yeah. We have overlapping things and overlapping customer base, but we all kind of have our own niche. Yeah. I love that we can go to one of our competitors and tour and have, yeah. have people here. I love that about our industry, and I think that's kind of unique that yeah, sometimes we so. take it for granted a little bit. But Very much so. Um, yeah. You know, the, the a couple of days later, Jim from Octorero had his whole crew here. You know, so it's it's just great that you can do those types yeah. of things and be friendly and have a drink afterwards and just yeah. – you know. And we all can learn from each other. Exactly. You know, we, all do. we get to elevate the whole business, yeah. which is which is a plus. I'll tell you what, you're going to learn today because right. there's some really good <laughs> questions. But before we get started, I do want to, for all the listeners at home, uh, give them this knowledge and have John introduce yourself a little bit more and Kind Earth. You've been on the podcast uh, many, many episodes ago. Yep. And then, John, when you're done, Joe, why don't you do the same? So. Take it away, John. Yeah, so my name is John Courtney. I am the owner and and a grower at Kind Earth Growers in Ottsville, Pennsylvania. Uh, we specialize in um, uh, open pollinated uh, straight species natives, all grown from seed from the mid-Atlantic area. Awesome. This is, I think, year 25 as a grower. Really? I know. I'm trying to remember wow, that's how old impressive. I am sometimes. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah, actually, I was, this past February was my 35th. I'm, I, yeah, my 35th year in the industry. So it's kind of crazy. Still only like 13. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm Joe Lament, and uh, I work for Kind Earth Growers. Uh, I helped build it, actually, with Mr. Courtney sure there. Did. Uh, that's been my goal since I, I started uh, with ornamentals, uh, mostly, and possibly veggies and all that stuff. So as I moved into native plants, I've kind of tried to learn to do everything John does. <laughs> That's sometimes better. better <laughs> it, if sometimes I can. better. Did the two of you work together prior? We did. We both okay. worked at Aquascapes Unlimited, actually. Okay. That's awesome. where I started. Yeah. Very cool. So, and I have one last bit of housekeeping before uh, I ask the first question here. And um, you guys have a really special day today for someone else in your office, right? Oh, we do. Uh-huh. Yeah, we do. So, why don't you say that and then say, uh, Fran and I will wish a happy 
birthday. Oh, oh so no, it is going to be. It's coming. Yeah, I was thinking it was coming out in two weeks. It's coming out. It's coming out this in week. Two days. It's yeah. only a couple days late. Yeah. So uh, yeah. our office, who many of you know, if you call if you call Kind Earth, um, always gets Sophia Camacho on the phone. And today is her 45th birthday, so a big shout-out to Sophia. Is she going to uh-huh. be happy that you mentioned her oh, no, age? No, <laughs> she, she wanted less done, which proved that we would do everything. Everyone did everything. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday. That's yeah. awesome. I hope you enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Or hope you enjoyed it. All right. Yeah. Everyone All right. ready? Let's do this. Yes. yes. Okay. Question one. The topic is plants. Uh, the James Gagliardi or James Gagliardi of the Smithsonian lists six plants to be the worst invasive species. Name two of them. Oh, and I'll repeat the question: James Gagliardi of the Smithsonian lists six plants to be the worst invasive species. Name two of them. Friend, don't look at my ones. I'm I'm not. I don't even know if I'm spelling these right. Does that be Latin or is it? A, no, I'm it's doing common. If you common Latin. Either one, um, even if it's misspelled, I'll, I'll give it. It's uh, if you have like something blatantly wrong, that's when I'll. All right, all right. John's finishing up. All right, reveal your answers. Joe, you have knotweed and multiflora rose. Fran has Japanese knotweed and kudzu, and John has Japanese knotweed and stilt grass. None of you got them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I would kidding. agree. Really? I would agree. I would put those on my list. Uh, now, some, uh, some of the worst. Now, listen, there are plenty that we could have chose from, and I'm trying yes. to think of which ones really have a bad reputation. Yeah. So, James so, Gagliardi, he's a horticulturalist for the Smithsonian Institute. He listed these six plants uh, to be the worst invasives uh, species, in his opinion. They were purple loosestrife, Japanese honeysuckle, J- uh, Japanese barberry, Norway maple, English ivy, and kudzu. Uh, invasive plants we talk about all the time. Wait, and kudzu. I had kudzu. And kudzu. Well, you only got one. You didn't get both. Uh, you had to name two. Uh, <laughs> uh, no half uh, plants. No half plants. You can keep <laughs> mental <laughs> score and, and for you, but... Um, all right. So, it was English ivy? English ivy. Uh, all right. Which is which is bad. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, Japanese barberry, Japanese barberry, which is bad. So, is that worse than knotweed? According to James Like Gagliardi, who was an esteemed horticulturalist, credentials. I want a credential check. And uh, it, actually, the article that I pulled this from was very informative because not only did it list the species where they were from originally, what made them such a problem, but then also some native plant substitutes that worked as well. And uh, another little note there, because we talk about invasive plants and what an issue they are all the time. Uh, the removal of invasive plants, bugs, and animals is estimated to cost between 17 and $37 billion each year. Wow. Uh, that's probably coming out of the U.S. taxpayer's pocket because it's yeah. on uh, a lot of national parks and federal land mm-hmm. where a lot of this is happening. Yeah, like so. I was thinking Tree of Heaven. I was thinking oh, yeah. uh, Russian Olive. Yep. Like I'm thinking about all the – like even Bradford Pear. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. I just want to know what the – Criteria. Yeah, I just think yeah. it's yeah. maybe it's because we're thinking too much into this region. I know it uh, might be more national. There's yeah. no like it's not like it was a scientific study. <laughs> oh, yeah. He just probably just in his it it's, just it's an Smithsonian. opinion. It's an opinion piece. <laughs> well, you can take. It I up don't again. subscribe to his opinion. <laughs> well, I, I I half subscribe is, to his opinion. What is safe <laughs> to say is that no one today is going to have a perfect game. Uh, 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 on to question two. 
this question is courtesy of uh, one of my favorite things to do in the morning, and that's the New York Times mini crossword that I play for free on my phone right when I wake up. All right, let me ask you a question. And so if you're doing that, yeah, you don't drink coffee. Oh. What are you drinking in the morning? At that Anything? point? Yeah. Anything? I might have a sip of water. That's about it. This is like literally I, I wake up, I roll over in bed, and then I do this first All thing. Right. This is how I start my day. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's kind of a spelling question, but the topic is trees. All right. So uh, who is a good speller in the room? There's people who can spell and people who can't. Yeah. And, uh, I'm a pretty good speller. Yeah. All right. Well, then you might – Joe is the favorite on this question. All right. <laughs> so which native tree genus contains every vowel and Q? Every vowel and And anyone else who plays the mini co- crossword in the morning would have seen this what last week. Every vowel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which native tree genus contains every letter, vowel, and Q? We need some time on this one. You got to let us go through it in our heads. Yeah, I, I see. I see. Two people are done. Fran, have you? Written? They're both done. Yeah, I got yeah. nothing. Oh, I really yeah. have nothing. John was so confident he hid his answer. <laughs> I was wrong. Uh, actually, as soon as I read it down, I think that's a medicine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Joey, if, you, if that's the answer you're going to give, I'm going to need you to say what it is because I can't read. <laughs> that's because I, I but, was unsure, so I wrote yeah. it all tiny. <laughs> all right who's everyone ready yeah, let's do it. any last thoughts uh, present your answers all right <laughs> fran wrote turd ferguson which uh is called what's that saturday night live was yes. called back to right yeah yeah uh john wrote sequoia yeah. and i wrote and acetaquinacil but i really think that's a medicine <laughs> <laughs> which may be a medicine we do have a right answer it is sequoia Sequoia, wow. uh, Sequoia sempervirens is the sole living species of the genus Sequoia in the Cypress family. Uh, I can't say that word. Cypriaceae? Is that how you say it? Cypriaceae? Cypriaceae. Yeah. And is native to central and northern California coast. Uh, many people know them because they get giant um, and often referred to as giant sequoias. And General Sermons is giant sequoia, sequoia or Dawn Redwood? I forget. Meta Sequoia is Dawn Meta- Redwood. Okay. Not Dawn Redwood. Yeah. What, what am I trying to say? There's Sequoia dendron yeah. gigantia, yeah. which I think, and then Sequoia. You want to yeah. know what's interesting is there's technically two correct answers to that because you could have done Meta Sequoia too. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. There's no Ys in either of them, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's sometimes Y. Yeah. Oh, it is always sometimes yeah. Y. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me keep my score tally up, up to date here. John has one the <sighs> in the lead. Fran with zero. Joe with zero. Uh, I did. I brought up the, the folks in here, but I didn't say it on air yet. Was um, I like to do these with another participant first, who probably doesn't know plants as well or, or ecology, that kind of stuff as well, just to kind of see how they do and make sure this isn't way too hard. And I did it with Kelsey in her office, and she didn't get a single question fully right, but she got three questions partially right. So for a score of one and a half. And um, but does that mean I get a half for the first No, one? it was more I felt bad for Kelsey giving her zero. She got one and a half. Uh, so hopefully I'm expecting you to do better than three. I might um, not. I might not. But 
Yeah, if you don't, then Kelsey really has bragging rights, seeing that you've been doing this for 35 like years te- and she's been doing like it It's like being four. a test taker. Some people yeah. maybe aren't good test it's takers. True. It's true. All right, moving on to question three. Uh, the topic is ecology. All right. This is one I hope you guys get right. This so. is this is uh, another one. I just heard this question someplace, but I don't remember where it was. But the question is, which of the following wetland environments is characterized by being adjacent to a moving body of water but dominated by herbaceous plants? And you have four choices. You can go with swamp, marsh, bog, or fen. So the question again is, which of the following wetland environments is characterized by being adjacent to a moving body of water but being dominated by herbaceous plants? And then you can choose from swamp. What are the choices again? Swamp, marsh, Bog or fen? All right. Fran, you done over there? I'm done. All right. We got three answers. Reveal your answers, gentlemen. And everyone, we have John with Marsh, Fran with Marsh, Joe with Marsh. Everyone had Marsh, which is the correct answer. Woo-hoo. It all is right. Marsh. Uh, and they're often used, used interchangeably, all these words, but a swamp is uh, generally a slow, near slow moving water. A lot of times the water will actually be moving through a swamp. It's just very slow. Um, and it will reside adjacent to rivers or other moving bodies of water. And the level of the water in a swamp can vary considerably with the adjacent river. Uh, they tend to be hardwood, or not hardwood dominated, but tree dominated. Marshes, very similar. They're adjacent to a moving body of water, but tend to be dominated by herbaceous plants and can be freshwater or saltwater, uh, which I guess I guess swamps tend to can be, be twos, right? Brackish, yeah. um, bogs are wetlands that have hard sealed clay bottom soil and uh, prevent that prevents the water from seeping out. Water collects in the bogs, sometimes per, from precipitation, and then sticks around. These habitats are anoxic and dominated by sphagnum mosses and shrubs. And then fens are groundwater fed wetlands where a breach in the hard clay pan allows groundwater to seep up in the depression and form a wetland habitat. Mm-hmm. So uh, while often used interchangeably, they do have very unique characteristics so let me update your scores here i'm at least happy i'm on the board now the pressure's off if i get one i'm okay with that all right i'm okay you got one more than kelsey friends all right all right moving on to question four uh the topic is history which native plant is famously known for its contribution to the 1940s u.s war effort for being used in life preservers i know and the question again is which native plant is famously known for its contributions to the 1940s u.s war effort for being used in life preservers, that is World War II. Uh, if anyone couldn't put that together, I just didn't know how to f- write that and yeah. make it flow in the sentence. I'm stunned. So, this is one that was mentioned on the podcast. Yeah. All right, I must have missed that episode. But I'm not going to yeah. say by who. Yeah. Joe's shielding his answer. I see that. <laughs> Rand wrote very cockily over there. That's, Me too. Um, <laughs> he knew it right away. I need right. thinking music. That's a, the one thing I didn't. Oh, yeah, we need some Jeopardy I, music. I, yeah. I don't have Jeopardy oh, music. All right. It here. looks like everyone has something written down, so present your answers. We have Joe with milkweed or Asclepius, Fran with milkweed, and John with cattail. And uh, we have Fran and Joe getting it right. Uh-huh. They both. <laughs> <laughs> Fran with the bells. I do have that. <laughs> so. Yeah, so milkweed, uh, in the height of World War II, milkweed was valued for its floss, which was naturally buoyant and water repellent. And, uh, and fibrous and was used to fill life jackets for soldiers. It took two 20-pound bags of milkweed pods to make one life preserver. Um, and it could make a whole lot of milkweed plants, too. My favorite part of that story was that it was collected by citizens. Yeah. Just yeah. People. 
Exactly. Uh, that we're told it was useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, that to little help everyone fact snippets yeah. from Wisconsin.gov. I'm trying to cite them so I'm not just But our guest that spoke about it was Debbie DeClava yeah. of Sustainable mm-hmm. Monarch when the Women in Ecology. Yes. Yeah. Episode. And she also is on um, uh, her family has a company called Oligala. It's a town in Nebraska. I think it's Oligala. And, um, but they produce hypoallergenic pillows and like blankets, I think, or not um, like comforters uh, using milkweed flow. Interesting. So, I might buy a milkweed yeah. pillow. Yeah. yeah. They're rather expensive, but if you have allergies, it's I probably do have allergies. And, and you want to support milkweed because what's happening is they're actually keeping the fluff. And they have a little seed, and then they use that as a byproduct and yeah. use it from charitable efforts. They sell some, so they're actually harvesting milkweed and then also asking farmers and, and other people in to across grow the country to grow as milkweed a, as a to crop. collect, yeah. and then they're actually yeah. buy it off of them. So yeah. it's promoting uh, the use of milkweed, which That's is good. Great. Awesome. You might so, have a hard time getting your common farmer to grow common milkweed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. trying to get rid of it. Yeah. I had an article on that a while ago, and it was talking about how some farmers, like farmers forever, were fighting milkweed, and now really? they're, some of them are turning and, and loving it and trying to promote it. So well, I think I mentioned wow. it when we were at New Moon, the, the house that we have the common milkweed in, you know, we have our struggles with it. You walk out the door, and you're just looking at it growing yeah, through the stone, just happy. Yeah. Mocking us. Don't put it gently. In a, don't put it in a plug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, all right. On to question five. And after this question, we'll give a scoreboard update, see how everyone's doing. All right. The topic for question five is plants. And the question is name one of the states that Venus flytraps are native to. You got Don it. knew this one I, I right, away. Say, you <laughs> you know, right away. You know right away. And Joe writing fairly quickly. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know. Fran, did you write something? Yeah, I did. Okay, the did. abbreviation for this. Okay, gotcha. I was like, that was only like three flicks of a pen. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I wrote something. All right. Present your answers. This is a quick round. We have John with North Carolina, Fran with Florida, and Joe with North Carolina. The North Carolinas have it. Not Florida, friend. It does make sense, more than right? one state. It's, right? two, it's actually native to two states Only in the U.S. Only two. Yep. Uh, in its conventional native range. It has been naturalized in other areas, but there's only two places in its actual native range, which are North and South Carolina. While Venus flytraps have been planted and naturalized in other areas, they occur, only occur naturally within 75-mile radius around Wilmington, North Carolina. This area is primarily in North Carolina, but it also includes a few South Carolina counties. The Venus flytrap is only species in its genus. For this reason, it's called a monotypic genus. Uh, it used to be... I copied this from somewhere else, so it's a little hard for me to read sometimes. I'm not great at reading, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> um, so. Now, the two of you have both grown Venus flytrap, yeah, yes? Yeah. yeah, a lot of them. All right. Yeah, well, uh, Difficult or yeah. easy? Uh, usually uh, easy. Yeah, usually easy. So the, the lore with the Venus flytrap, in that 75-mile radius around Wilmington, North Carolina, mm-hmm. it's said to have been created by a meteor. Hmm. So you know, the question I always ask, is it really from – from Mars? Oh. No, <laughs> it's actually from Venus. I walked right into that. Yeah, you did, friend. Um, but no, that uh, that little snippet I pulled from North Carolina State, and that was something, that was the bone I threw for you because I knew you guys uh, liked uh, carnivorous plants, so. And I like that area. Have you ever visited that area? I have never. No, no, I've I have. Never. I have. We used to vacation just south of Wilmington there every year, uh, right? 
close to like Ocean Isle Beach, which is um, like the next to the last beach before you hit South Carolina. So there might have been some right there, and I didn't even know. Yeah. So that's after five questions, this is playing out similarly how I thought I would. It's not as uh, lopsided as I figured. But What did you think? <laughs> well, what did you think it was going no, to be? I, actually thought it, I was hoping it would be, be like this um, and that you would get have gotten – as a group, gotten as many right as wrong or more right than wrong. And uh, right now the standings are John and Joe in the lead with three and Fran in a, a distant third with two. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of time left in the game. I'm trying to so. remember the last one. I wanted to re-listen to it, and I didn't. I think I came on – I did well late. I think Yeah, I think he caught up. I wasn't up. doing well, and I caught up in the last like yeah. two questions, I yep. think. So I don't know that that's going to happen. How are we feeling so far? Everyone, yeah, everyone pretty good. doing good? Yeah. Pretty good. I felt yeah. like the, the Venus flytrap was like a, like not good for me. But absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. I said I, said, I had a bone of a question in here. <laughs> I was throwing them a bone so that something I figured they wouldn't definitely know. But yeah. I'll remember that now. Yeah. Like I learned something on that one. Yeah. So I wonder well, how many listeners didn't realize it was a native plant. Yeah, I, I imagine a lot of people don't. Yeah. And the, the whole world of, of carnivorous plants is fairly interesting and how many native carnivorous plants there there what, are. Yeah. What was yeah. the most popular carnivorous plant? Uh, the Saracenas, for sure. Saracenas. The taller ones. I mean, I've when heard, you get into like, I've heard that's like a cult following. <clears throat> oh, it, it, it appears. We call them the carnies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but they're very a very interesting group of plants to work with. Really and a, a very interesting group of enthusiasts yes. as well. Yeah. All right. Now, All I had right. another article about that not that long ago yeah. for a, a this or that. And I don't remember what plant it was, but it was like a something they were getting from like Vietnam and, mm-hmm. and bringing over. But it was talking about how people would get so, so yeah. yeah, how interested they were in that kind yeah. of stuff. And then, and how big the black market was. Why well, featured it is the black market, and people oh, yeah. these were being like wild collected, and you have something that was twenty or thirty years old, yeah. and now it's just it's getting damaged in transport. It's just being stolen from preserves, and all the more reason yeah. for for actually bringing it into horticulture. Yep, you know, it's a great great genus. Saracena specifically. I mean, oh, yeah. when you look at the like the cut flower market, <clears throat> um, most of those cut flowers you see in the wild are cut from you know Bob's Down in Alabama and and, um, and Florida. But you know to sustainably grow them and have them for mm-hmm. for, the, for that market is yeah. What, huge. what do you think the biggest black market native plant is? Ginseng. Oh, definitely saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was my thought. Yeah. Saying hunters. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's funny when you talk to Emil Devito. He was saying like he remembers seeing it plentiful in the woods in New Jersey, but you will never know where they're at because of deer pressure. Is they've mm-hmm. eaten them down to where you, you just wouldn't know. Yeah. So he was saying, you know, that the scary thing is if they fence areas off and they know it's going to come back, it's how do you protect? <laughs> you, oh, like you yeah. can't protect yeah. it from deer. How are you going to collect right. it or mm-hmm. protect it from collectors? I was hiking with a guy one time in in Western North Carolina, and he was every time we found ginseng, he would cut two leaves off of it and just leave three behind. So for mm-hmm. the you know yeah. for the for the layman walking by, like leaves of three, let it be. Ah, oh yeah, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like Interesting. that. I don't know that I could identify. I don't know it enough yeah, to identify I it. I might have walked by it a million times. and didn't. I'm sure I didn't, but I wouldn't know. Yeah, interesting. All, All right, right, on All to right. question six. All right. Uh, the topic is cooking. And <laughs> <laughs> it, 
It does have to do with native plants. I love it's how it's yeah. something right. we do quite a lot in the <laughs> yeah. nursery. So yeah. we're in. Uh, and so, now, if it were eating, I'd feel confident. Well, it's, <laughs> if we're being completely honest, it's more about drinking. All right, something else. So, the Italian liquor uh, Nocino and its French counterpart Vin de Noir are made with underripe nuts of which plant? And it's a native and while, plant. And it's a native and, plant or no? It's uh, the genus is across the world, but you can actually make it with a, a native plant here. Make a, a native plant version. Right. Could you repeat the yes, question? Yes, I will. I will. The Italian liquor Nocino and its French counterpart Vindunois. Uh, I'm great at French too. Um, are made with the underripe nuts of which, or can be made with the underripe nuts of which native plant? You guys have right. answers already? Taking a good guess at it. <laughs> I'm taking a stab to you. I'm really afraid know. to say, like, I'm like thinking nut. So it's not fruit. It's a nut. It's a nut. Sometimes I, you feel like a nut. Uh, All right. Um, Fran, you're wait, still, uh, on, Fran is by far on. the slowest one to answer <laughs> on these. Uh, I am. It's the pressure. It is the pressure. Okay. All right. If you can reveal your answers. Let's see. We have John with hazelnut, Fran with Coralist, which is hazelnut, and then uh, Joe with Juglins, and then you put Nigra in there, and Joe got it. Wow! It's, uh, it is oh, yeah. black walnut. Uh, you I can mean, make those two. Uh, one is uh, made with like as a liqueur, so you use like something like vodka. The other one is um, the Vin de Noir, similar process, but you're using red wine. Uh, something I'm going to try because now is the time to collect those nuts. And uh, if you follow the forager, oh. forager chef, who I like to follow, he has recipes for both of these on his website. Um, Make and you sure basically, you wear gloves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you basically <laughs> harvest a bunch of the nuts, the green nuts. You cut them. I think you cut them in half. Uh, if you can't cut them in half easily with a knife, they're probably a little bit too far gone to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the tannins will be really, really strong. Um, but if you have them when they're green enough, you can harvest them. And then it takes about six months to let them sit in that and make this uh, deep, dark liquor. They, he also recommends having a vessel, probably glass, not plastic, that you only want to use for this because it's going to just develop such a, like a stain, stain line and the, there's, it's just going to impact the flavor of anything else you put in it. So that's why I stopped when I was going to do it two weeks ago because I didn't have something that was I could dedicate to it yet. So. Wow. So, we have, we have glass so what is it? I know we do a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, we, what actually tipped me off for that was a recipe I heard mm-hmm. for an t- uh, English bar snack. Really? So they uh-huh. take green walnuts and ferment them yep. into yeah. a pickle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've even I've uh-huh. talked about a black walnut jam at one point where you take the green walnuts and then cook them down with sugar and all kinds of stuff. And apparently that's supposed to be pretty good. There's a, a walnut tree... That's on our farm that um, I like this one because it's only like 10 feet tall. So a lot of them I can reach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go pick that thing probably later today and, and get started on this. So six months from now, we will be doing a live taste test of, uh, uh, of whatever should, I make. I think we, we can probably collect our own yeah. and, and have a little yeah. competition. Ooh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. I like that idea. So I'll send you guys the recipes I have. Fantastic. And we can, yeah, we can oh, compare. I like Episode that. 200? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think episode two, what were we saying? 250 should be around the five-year anniversary. Like, they mm-hmm. may actually line up where episode 250 is right at the five-year anniversary. So maybe we could do it for that. Although that's really far away. 
a year it and is, a half It is. It is quite a ways away. It's a year and a half So away. let me update the score here. Stay tuned for more of the Native Plants Healthy Planet podcast, presented by Pinelands Nursery. Welcome back to the Native Plants Healthy Planet podcast, presented by Pinelands Nursery. This is tough when you're keeping score yourself, too. I'm trying to do it all. Uh, All right, on to question seven. The topic is plants. And this is the one where I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look up what you wrote down because I I have some but I don't know ever <laughs> you guys know more plants than I do so there's some that uh, I'm pretty sure I don't know here. All right. The question is name three herbaceous plants that have yellow flowers and are facultative wet wetland indicator status. Fac wet. Fac wet. All right. And the question again is name three herbaceous plants that have yellow flowers. And the facultative wet wetland indicator status, and that means that uh, what about sixty six percent of the time you will find that plant in a wetland, and uh, so most of the time you're going to find it in a wetland. And this could be also lead to the the bad listening part, as I look <laughs> look up what I see you guys write. All right. John's writing down his third now. I have two. I, I need one more. Um. The easy part for me is I'm going to know the flower color of these is going to be right. I have two. And, friend, I, this is really sure. a, a question for you because you just have those things memorized. Not century. this one. Apparently not. Not with this one because I think I have two and then the third one, like I'm flip-flopping on a bunch of plants on what I think they might be. Because I don't remember. I'm, I'm thinking a lot of fact ups, not fact wets. That's where it gets a little tricky. Don't fact up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and if you go, if you were playing at home and you hit pause and went to pinelandsnursery.com, you would find five of these on our website. So uh, there are five that Fran is definitely familiar with. All right. There's five that I'm definitely familiar definitely with? Definitely familiar with because we grow five. All right. I need a second. All right, let's see here. I got, I'm, I'm glancing at your all thing right. so I can look you up. You can look up. Uh, all right, let me see here. I'm looking up um, some of the stuff on John's. I'm just going to guess. I, I, I think I'm remembering right. the last one. And... I, you know, I shouldn't even look up the, the one because um, I already knew it. I don't know. I, I keep going to wildflower.org, but they aren't giving me the wetland indicator status. They just say it likes moist or it's, not moist. This is going to be one of the ones when you say the names, I'm going to just start kicking myself All because right. I'm just drawing a blank. All right. Let's uh, – Fran, you got five or I got, three? I got three. All right. Reveal your answers, and this is where I'm going to have to look up. So Fran has – Oh, that's – that's an obligate. <laughs> I know. I'm well, looking at everyone else's. Fran has Heliophis, Helianthoides, Helianthus, Divericatus, and Helenium. I think Helenium's not a fact. And then John has Solidega rugosa, Rudecchia uh, lanceinata, and Wingstem, which is Verbicina alterniflora, right? I, well, I didn't even think of listen. I was going through with the Rudbeckias, and I'm like, nah, Fulgida's up. 
a fuck yeah, up. And then, I'm like, hurt this fuck up. I forgot about Lucinia. Then, Joe, you have uh, Caltha Palustris, Nufar Lutea, and what's the top one? Lucimachia Terrestris. Okay. I, I, I think Nufar is an applicant. One. I know. I think I you're think, right. One. Uh, I, John. Saldegrogos is facultative. No. <laughs> I, I was going to say that. I was going to say that. I thought that was facultative. Is fact wet. I didn't look up Wingstem, or I started to, and then uh, then I was like, oh, well, you already got eliminated, so why would I waste my time? <laughs> uh, so let, let me keep looking things up here. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> oh, well, Nufar, Nufar Lute has I think it's applicable. Let me, let me, and I think Calth is yeah, applicable. Yeah. And then so, Fran, you so. had... Helianthus helianthoides, which I believe is fagwet. Okay, what were your other ones? Helianthus divericatus. Helianthus divericatus. Is that? Is it facultative? I think it's facultative. And I thought Heliopsis helianthoides was. I thought Heliopsis was fagwet. I I could be wrong on all three. Uh, Well, well, actually, I can guarantee you it's facultative because it wasn't on the list from our website. Ah, (laughs) dang! All right, so. And we wouldn't get that wrong. Um, so none of you got it. That was an interesting right. question. I don't. That think was I would, a good question. I don't think I would ask yeah, that, that question, question. <laughs> again. Yeah. The, right. the ones that we grow, because um, this is where the easiest R- place I could get Rude this information. Mm-hmm. And where? Yeah, where'd my thing go? Where'd my list go? Abelia. I think I looked. Yellow, yes. yellow flower. Oh, yeah. yellow. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I that part. started searching on my question page, so I didn't have my list anymore. The ones that we grow were okay. Helianth- Helianthus angustifolius. Uh, that was the one I was thinking of when I said helenium. Yep. I'm yep. like, there's another H-E, and I couldn't think of what it was. Well, you also guessed right on helenium. Automally is facultative wet. All right. And uh, Lindaire benzoin. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's not herbaceous, yeah. though. You yeah. said herbaceous. Oh, I did put herbaceous. You know right. what? So the one I, I meant didn't, to take that out. The one I didn't yeah. think was right is <laughs> yeah. the one that I got right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I meant to take herbaceous out, but right. it's whatever. I'm, All right. You still okay. got a question wrong. All right. uh, <laughs> I think we should all get at least one complimentary yeah. point. <laughs> Rudbeckia yeah. lensi a lot of was the, right. the other one that we grow. Yeah. And then for as far as Woody's, if you included them, it was Salix Niger was the, the all right. fifth. All right. So, um, yeah. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. I, the, you live and you learn. This is only the second time I've done this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all learned on that one. Yeah. 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 That was my bone that I threw Fran. But I he was knew. Get yeah. That, and the that, first thing you wrote good. down was wrong. wrong. What was the last one you guessed? That's... It was, I, I guess, the Hellenian modem now, the Helianthus divericatus. Yep. Yeah. And the Heliopsis. Okay, yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on to question eight, and then we will do a scoreboard update. There, I'll, I'll tell you what. The topic is books. Right. Um, I'll, actually, I'll read the question, then I'll I'll – Give my little tidbit. And this is number eight? This is question number eight, yeah. So the topic is books, and the question is, which of the following was the name of Uli Lorimer's latest book? This book is actually in this room right now. Yeah, that's a good book. And don't try and cheat and look up here because I turned it around. (laughs) (laughs) It's that book right up there. (laughs) So you might might be able to see part of it. (laughs) So... so there's four names I have I down I, here. I think, uh, so question again is, which of the following was the name of Uli Lerma's latest book? Podcast guest Uli Lerma's latest book. Uh, you have the Northeast Native Plant Primer. B, the Field Guide to Native Plants of the Northeast. C, Abhorrence, My Journey Through the Web of Native Ours. And D, Backyard Native Plants. Ooh, I got it. 
I, we could just do A, B, C, and you could do A, B, C, right. and D. I have them. Right. I have them labeled here. Uh, one last time, the question is: this Which is of the, the following book. was the name of Uli Lormer's latest book? Uh, a, the Northeast Native Plant Primer. B, the Field Guide to Native Plants of the Northeast. C, Abhorrence: My Journey Through the Web of Native Ours. And D, Backyard Native Plants. Well, I guess if Uli is listening, he's going to know who did not read his book if they get it wrong. At least the that's latest one. <laughs> yeah, the latest one. That's true. All right, present your answers. Everyone guessed A, and everyone is right. right it yeah. is the Northeast Native Plant Primer, and uh, and I we got that book in right after we had him on, yes. and uh, and just I haven't look read the whole thing yet, but just paid it through it. It's got a lot of great information. I was in. you could have thrown me off. The, what I was afraid of was confusing books from other guests because I'm like, oh, what was Greg yeah. Tepper's? Like I thought it was the Northeast Native Primer. I'm like, what was mm-hmm. the name of Greg Tepper's book? And I'm like, yeah. oh no, I'm afraid I'm gonna mix. And it that's up. why I tried to make like use other names uh, that were sounding similar, except for the one where because Uli does have some strong feelings on Native Arts. That's right. That's right. No one, no one fell for that one. But um, but uh, yeah. So you all got it right. And let me record. Ooh, we're. Uh, I think after, if I get one more wrong, I'm out. Yeah. There's after, only two left, and you have a two point lead on. Yeah. After. Eight questions. So gone down to the last two questions. Fran is in third place with three. John is in second place with four. And Joe is in first place with five. Oh, I told you I like to do better. Right. better than John. <laughs> yeah, so. so if you get the next two questions right, you can even say that you perform better than Daryl mm-hmm. with the all-time high score. It's true. All right. Very good. No job. pressure. No pressure. pressure. I'm well, not trying to get you in your head. Because yeah. Yeah, no. Daryl got six right out of 11. Oh, out of 11. That's and true. And when we do tiebreakers, I just make it kind of like a, a here's a number, whoever guesses closest thing, like statistics. So his was – it didn't mean that he was right. It just meant he was closer. So, oh, so that's really, right. Because yeah. it was that – wasn't it the max height? It was the height? max height of the tallest tree in New Jersey yeah. is what we did last time. Yes. And, um, remember the answer? I can look it up. Or yeah. what, I have was it. Was it, was it <laughs> what was the tallest – or what was the tallest tree? Uh, I don't recall. Because I remember guessing wrong, thinking it was Liriodendron, and it wasn't Liriodendron. It was Douglas Fir. Was it? Mm -hmm. Uh, I listened to it today. I was uh, doing some (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right. So, question nine. The topic is trees. What is the name of the transgenic American American chestnut tree that is being worked on by SUNY ESF and the American Chestnut Foundation? I'm drawing a blank. Oh, yeah. The question again I is: I looked it up, but I can't remember it. Yeah, uh, what is the name of the transgenic American chestnut tree that is being worked on by SUNY ESF and the American Chestnut Foundation? Uh, we actually talked quite a bit about this uh, on the, our American Chestnut episode, which was episode I, number. I should have written this in here, but uh, I I forgot to do that. All right, a lot of lot of not writing happening right now. <laughs> I remember part of it. I'm just taking a stab. Can we get a lifeline? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know who to call. It's... All right, Fran, you have an answer. Joe, anything from you? No. I'm All right, just, you I'm can present your answers. We have John with Heritage. Fran has Darling Fifty Four, uh-huh. and Joe is blank. Darling something. It is. I had 57 and I erased it. And you still would have been wrong because it's Darling 58. Darling 58. Now, 
if you just wrote Darling, I probably would have taken it. Oh, oh come on. Come on. <laughs> you wrote 54? <laughs> I mean, it's, he might deserve it. It's that like one. if you, so if this was said Jeopardy or something like that. It and, would have been wrong. And say it was like who wrote The Old Man and the Sea was the the And you said Ralph in, Hemingway. And you said Ralph Hemingway. Would yeah. they take that? No. Probably well, not. He, probably he not. wouldn't have well, said who is. But if they said just said who Ralph is Hemingway. Hemingway so he <laughs> yeah, I would have been okay. Yeah. And I almost just wrote Darling because I didn't know. And I'm like, ah, yeah. take a stab at it. I should give it to you just because it makes things more interesting. I'm going to give right, Fran the floor. So. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> We're feeling generous. <laughs> All right, still in the game. <laughs> All right, and now we're down to the last question. We have Fran and John. <laughs> Fred, we can bring this to a tiebreaker. <laughs> we can. <laughs> we can. Four. All right. Um, somehow Fran persuaded me to count his answer. <laughs> All right. And then Joe is still in the lead with five. If Joe gets this one right, he uh, wins. If he gets it wrong and you guys get it wrong, if everyone gets it wrong, he still wins. Still wins. He has if to get someone it else gets it right and Joe gets it wrong, then we have our tiebreaker. So I, I have every, and I would agree, if Joe loses <laughs> I, or ties and it goes to a tiebreaker, I would be upset for you. Because I know I would, Tom would never hear the end of it. I would be, I, I would be, be chirping yeah. for, for podcast episodes to come. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. All right. And this isn't an easy question coming okay. up, but I, Fran, I actually think you have a decent chance because we've, had conversations about this. Uh, actually, on the last uh, trivia, we kind of talked about this. So it was a while John, ago. Uh-oh. John just listened. Yeah, I did not. Did so maybe you have right. a heads up. So the topic is ecology. All right. And the question is, a 2000 map from the Nature Conservancy highlights six states as hotspots for native plant species rarity and richness. Name two of the states. The question again is, the 2000s map from the Nature Conservancy, highlights six states as hotspots for native plant species rarity and richness. Name two of the states. And this is basically, it was just a map I found on a thing, and it was like, literally there was red spots for where okay. they were finding the most, like it was a combination of species, like rarity, but also diversity. Um, so a state like New Jersey has a lot of different plants, mm-hmm. but they tend not to be rare plants and a lot like, Pennsylvania has a lot of the same plants New Jersey does. Where, so there's a hint. You're down All to right. 49. <laughs> 49 to choose from. All right. All right. I'm going with a hunch. All right. You I'll have two wrong. written yeah, down? Oh, you have to write two? Okay. Yeah, you have to write two. Uh, I got two. Uh, you got to name two. I only wrote one. All right. I see you peeking at my answer. I, right? I, I yeah. want to see. I yeah. know if I'm right or wrong at this point. trying to get my second here um all right writing down a second state my second but. all right present your answers you have john with florida and alabama fran with florida and hawaii and joe with alabama and california the six states are california nevada florida west virginia virginia tennessee and Kentucky. That's oh, seven states. So we each got right. one? We each got one. We I meant to say one. seven states. But <laughs> I couldn't uh, counter. <laughs> There's seven states on, on the map that had red dots on. You each got one state. No one got two. So, uh, Joe, you're our winner. Wow. Play the music, friend. 
<laughs> so with a score of five to four, very close match again. This wow, I've, I'm writing them a little bit too hard. I think. I no, no, I think they're not at all. I think they're I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, if it's too easy, then it goes by real quick. No one's really learning anything. Yeah. I like that. I have to think, and I don't know all yeah, the. I like feeling a little pressure. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's good. Feel so anyone at home, if you got more than five, you're a real champ. So mm-hmm. write in and. Uh, Oh, and Fran will send you a sticker. <laughs> yeah, I will. There you go. Friend, I, I will send a sticker. All right. The, uh, all right. So, John, I hate to do this, but on the next Native Plant Trivia, you're not invited. I, Joe has I, to come to defend his title. you will have to borrow my truck. It'll be Joe and Daryl. Yeah. Actually, I shouldn't be invited. It should be someone. Yeah. I think what we're going to have to do <laughs> is uh, is have a third one Okay. with different parts. You, Fran, you can come again. But we'll have oh. different participants, and then we'll do a tournament of champions. Oh, there right. you go. And then, oh. so we'll have the three winners will have to face off against each other. So there's a lot of pressure on it, you to win, Fran. It might yeah, be it like the third episode that I'm not a part of, fourth episode I'm yeah. not a part of. Yeah. I might just have to sit and watch <laughs> from, <laughs> from the bleachers. So for fun, do you guys want to do the tiebreaker yeah, question? Yeah, just because I wrote it. And it's not like I'm sure. I'm going to save this for six months from now when we finally do this again. <laughs> All, right. All right. So the tiebreaker, if we had had one, was... How many rare, threatened, and endangered plants can you find in Pennsylvania, according to the the DCNR, which is what Department of Conservation and Natural Resources? Right, that's a good question. So that question again is: How many rare, or according to the DCNR, how many rare, threatened, and endangered plants are found in Pennsylvania? I'm asking that question because Fran has lived in Pennsylvania, and then we have our two guests here are from Pennsylvania, so technically, I figure they should have an idea. So, or you work in Pennsylvania, at least. Sure, sure. So. I, you know, I, I don't know what's a high number. I know, or too high. Like, at, like I want to guess low, thinking how much under? could it be. It's who's it's, closest. It's just whoever's closest. closest. You don't. It doesn't matter if you're over. It's just whoever's closest. Like I could be like grossly off. Yeah. On this one. All right. So John, friend, Joe, all have answers. Yeah. All right. Show us your answers. We have. Joe with 55, Fran had 114, Which I'm sure John had high. 320. Oh, all right. Huh? The answer was 349. Oh! <laughs> wow, what a good um, guess. Yeah, yeah Pennsylvania. Like, like I'm thinking, like, I could guess 114 and it could be 10. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, Pennsylvania is home to approximately 3,000 plant species. Roughly two-thirds of those considered native to the Commonwealth. Of those, uh, these native plants, 582 are classified by the DCNR, with thir- 349 considered rare, threatened, or endangered in Pennsylvania. So, All right. Yeah. What did we all learn today? Well, the one thing I learned <laughs> is I forgot to say the last fact about the species richness and diversity. This is something I thought was actually okay. really interesting because it's something I hadn't considered. And for fairness for you guys, Alabama was like, when I'm looking at the map, I'm like, should I count that or not? The red technically isn't in there, but the radiation of rings around the red uh, was. Now, yeah. what, um, made, what made you say Alabama? Uh, just the, like New Jersey, the, dis- yeah. the diversity of habitat. Okay. Also, the Gulf to the mountains. Also, the one year I went to Kalawi, um, there was at least two speakers on the rare and threatened and endangered species in Alabama. Like okay. There was uh, one for um, azaleas and stuff okay. like that. And I was like, yeah. Might be yeah, I right. did think Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee, North Carolina. I was thinking about uh-huh. the Smoky Mountains yeah. and stuff. But yeah, I'll have to find that map again. It's on that computer. It's not on the computer I'm on right now. But um, basically, it's all, like talked about how California 
and because uh, that's a big time hotspot of diversity, and it's also heavily populated. It took mm-hmm. population into account too. Oh, okay. And that's one of the reasons why New Jersey didn't have, well, it had a lot of different native species, didn't have the rarity. Uh, I shouldn't even say the rarity, but like the the amount of rare species that some other states had, just because it, what they f- think is you have so much development that it just kind of outcompeted some of these rare species. Yeah. Where even though California is also urban, as compared to Montana, yeah. there's a lot of species that are only found in California. Where Montana is going to have, it's a lot more rural, but it has yeah. shared species with Wyoming and and Alberta and other places in North America. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty interesting study. Uh, I don't know why Hawaii wasn't on the list. Because well, technically, that's like one that the, well, a lot I, of rare species. Are. I was thinking endangered. So maybe it's just continental U.S. and that was just another Ooh. flawed question. Uh, and Fran technically <laughs> got it right because we we had done a ton of let's not get into articles <laughs> in an al- in an alternate world. Fran, like yeah, Fran, you got you got the gimme. Yeah, you, you got that one right. Yeah. Then you were closer than Joe in the tiebreaker. You can say you won. <laughs> I'm sure I will after yeah. our guest leaves. I'll be like, ah, technically that was mine. Um, <clears throat> we had done a ton of articles on Hawaii with saying that there were more invasives than natives and there were almost no natives left. And maybe that's the case. Maybe they just don't exist anymore and that knocks it off. Like, I don't know. But that being said, I don't remember seeing Hawaii on the map at all. Yeah. So it yeah. might just not have been included in the map and it was continental U.S. And it was a well, I think question. you need to look it up yeah. and just see. Well, I, I, I just tried to. I couldn't <clears throat> find it fast while I'm talking. I so. demand a recount. Yeah. <laughs> no one can leave until <laughs> we, we iron this out. <laughs> all right, darling, 54. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right. But, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, no, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that was awesome. I Thanks enjoy writing me. the questions sometimes. I feel um, bad that you don't play. I'm glad I don't play. I would write, maybe write, you should write the me? questions for him. Yeah. Maybe. Well, you know, yeah. when we did a native plant every day, the whole first season, Tom had to guess the entire season. And I did not – I felt I felt bad because it's hard. Like it, yeah. it really is hard. And I'm like I, I, I don't get to be wrong. I just get to ask the questions. Yeah. So Yeah. And then with this, I'm trying to write questions that some people will get right, but not everyone's going to get right. Yeah. I think you did a good and, job. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, that was awesome. Yeah. There's a bunch you should have gotten right. That was how we felt last time, too. There's a bunch that you should have gotten right, and then people didn't get right. And it's like, Fran, I wrote this question knowing you'd get it right. Like, the, well, the, I honestly, I the, the Darling the 58 one, the chestnut I one, gotten, I knew you. I was like, oh, this one, I should have gotten get it, right. And I should have gotten and, the fact uh, wet one. I, I should have gotten it. Those yeah. two I should have gotten, and I choked yeah. immediately. So I could think of everything that wasn't a fact wet, but nothing that was a fact wet. Damn solid Ghost that got me. <laughs> you could have yeah. said solid ego sempervirens. So. Is that fact what? I believe it is. Yeah. Oh, what's the interesting? Let's yeah. See, well, I don't think the the other one you wrote was Rugosa. But the, the well, the, the Rugosa, Rugosa not, wasn't. But then the one you oh, had at the bottom, ver- Verbicina. The Verbicina. I don't, but look oh, up, I don't know. So, so I believe solid ego sempervirens is a fact wet. Okay. And of course, I didn't think of any gold. I didn't even think of goldenrod. Didn't even pop in my head. At least even I had though thought I said of, yellow flowers. Didn't drew a blank. Yeah, I They're thought of a lot. I, of, at least I did think of Rudbeckia, just not cut leaf. All right, let's, let's see. Here. Um, let's see. Sometimes they make it so hard to find the wetland indicator status on these. 
why didn't you just go to our website? I would say that's well. The then thing it I, wasn't on our website as that. Oh. So I would say that was the thing I learned though is that I need to get more on top of my wetland indicator status. I I'm terrible. I'm with typically pretty status. good. Fran is very good. Uh, with maybe it. I'm not, and I just throw it out, and everyone thinks I am. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's a facultative upland minus. Let me see here. It's listed on another uh, nursery website as facultative wet. So what's it listed as on ours? I'm looking right now. We're going to have to get on those the website, folks, if they have wrong information out there. We have it listed as facultative wet. All right. Maybe it just didn't show up in the finder. Okay. Yeah. Is what it is. So, so fact, then, yeah, there's another fact. one you got wrong that you should have gotten. Yeah, and of course I know it after the fact, but not I just didn't even think about it. So, oh, well. What can you All do? All right, cool. What can you do? Our, yeah, well, that's great gonna, game. Great yeah, game. any Thanks any last words? Game. Anything else you want to say before we? You can we promote up? anything. Uh, you want to say what your native favorite native plant is? Has it changed? Oh man, favorite? No, that's. I've tough. always come at you with the community. At least that's what I did last time. You have to give us one. Just what's your favorite native plant? I love Spigelia marylandica. All right. Uh, actually, uh, a chorus. So Sweet Flag uh, is one that has kind of run through my uh, introduction to John and That's Native Plants. That's how I met you. Yep. Really? Uh, so Tell us, that that, like, why why that one? Um, well, so I was making absinthe, and uh, <laughs> it's one of the important <laughs> yeah. ingredients. And, uh, and so when I started looking it up, I found a native one, that uh, native acorus, yeah. not calamus, that would do it. And then I found a nursery nearby, and... I got the hairy eyeball, but I went down and bought it <laughs> for way too much money. I bought a whole tray. He bought a whole tray. Cash. Uh, they yeah. still doubled the cost. So it was rough. Yeah, they, t- they took me for a ride that day. But I did get a job out of it in the end. I mean, that wasn't that day. It was later on. But And how well did the absinthe come out? Oh, d- delicious. It's right. different every year. Um, I'm not making it this year. No? Why not? It's the plants come to a place where I need to harvest them in the spring often. And it's a bit of a stretch of time. So if I'm not on it and ready, then I just goes the other Mm -hmm. way. We should do like a whole... I didn't know you could do that. Alcohol tasting. It's like, mm, can we do like absinthe, like do some of your black cherry hooch? Mm -hmm. Nice. Like a little uh, elderflower liqueur. Now we're going to make this the the Nochino or... Yeah. Yeah. Or what was the other one? All right. We should do like that, just like a whole tasting. (laughs) And that's just going to end up being unlistenable. That'll be a long project. It'll (laughs) just be a drunken blur (laughs) at the end. Someone was just asking me, it was Santino asked something about a beer for game night. And I was like, nobody wants to hear drunk Fran. (laughs) That's a recipe for disaster. So, all right, cool. cool. Thanks, guys. Sounds good. No well, problem. that's going to wrap us up for today. Uh, let me get to where I'm supposed to say at this point. Yeah, here we go. That's going to wrap <laughs> us up today. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed listening to uh, this episode of Native Plants Trivia 2. Nice. The, the deuce. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. Native Plants Healthy Planet presented by, uh, presented by Pinelands Nursery. Uh, thank you to the Egocentric Plastic Men for our theme music, and thank you to Dave Bennett for our Native Plant anth- Anthem being used as the outro. Make sure you... Uh, Stream or buy their music wherever you consume your consume your music. We never got an answer if we could put up Native Plant Anthem on Spotify and, and uh, Apple Music. We have to follow up on that. Speaking of not following up, 
You can follow us on Twitter at Pineland Nursery, Facebook at Pinelands Nursery NJ, Instagram at Pinelands Nursery, or uh, Native Plants underscore Healthy Planet, and YouTube at Pinelands Nursery. Don't forget about the question and comment line. It has been lighting up actually for our next buzz after vacation. We've got a bunch of uh, questions and comments. Uh, you can also call at 215-346-6189. I will repeat, 215-346-6189. Ask a question, leave a comment. We'll do our best to play it on a future episode of The Buzz. And let's not forget about the Native Plants Healthy Planet Facebook group. We're up to 2,100 members, nice. and I haven't had to boot or scold anyone. So that's yeah, always Everyone nice. has still been very pleasant. There, there, there is a bunch of spam that comes in. Most people yeah. don't see it, but it's, you know, like for selling tomato – Tomato bags mm-hmm. and all that. Other. I, I haven't <laughs> seen it, so I, I'm right on it. Yeah. Actually, the biggest person that catches it is your mom. She'll text really? me saying huh. spam message in the Facebook group. Interesting. That, yeah. yeah. And then I'm on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did she message me about? That? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I just let the secret out of the bag. Yeah. Out so. of the tomato bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you can buy Native Plants Healthy Planet merch at our website, www.nativeplantshealthyplanet.com. There's a link right at the top. Take to your Teespring store. Still don't have any new, new designs up yet. I've been really slacking. Talk, speaking about follow-up, friend, yeah. I keep saying I'm going to do that. But then it's like yesterday was a great example of where I came in and said, I am going to do these five things today. How and many then did you do? It was four thirty, and I'm like, I added three things to the list. <laughs> I haven't checked one off. <laughs> but um, and today's kind of been that way too. But uh, I do have ideas, and I, now it's at a point where I have to remember what those ideas were and design. Christine them and put them has there. one also. Yeah. So yeah, you should put it out for competition. Ooh, that's a good I like idea. That idea. Yeah, yeah. Let everyone vote on the next product. Yeah, yeah. And the winner will get that product. How's that? I think that's a good idea. Well, no, because it's a vote. You can't do that. Not you can't. You could can pick one person who guessed for the winning thing. Maybe. What you, I, I'm. You take, I, I'm not following along now, Fred. If you put it on a vote on the Facebook group, yeah. Say you have three products. The winning mm-hmm. product, you can pick one of the people that voted for the winning product oh, to get the product. I was under the impression, John, you were saying someone would make. Do a design yeah, and yeah. send it in. Oh, Request that, submission. And then oh, whoever see, won that. I got it completely wrong. Yeah. Got a free shirt. Sure. Yeah. Boy, I'm really shining yeah. today, showing my intellectual <laughs> prowess. <Yeah. laughs> I'm, I'm three and a half days away from vacation. Yeah, That's you're, my, and it's um, July. It is yeah. July. So, yeah, we'll think about that. And if we, we'll, we'll announce that in the future. I think that's a good idea. We that is to, a great idea. We have idea. to put the framework together of what how it's going to work. And then uh, we still never did a salt. Not that most people even probably know who Saul is at this point, but we had all those salt submissions that could have been a shirt. That's true. Still yeah. could be. Yeah. For I've, the, I got to remember the... how to use Photoshop to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. We'll make some salt shirts up, at least for you and I. All right. And we'll wear them. So, I did get my, and, and you saw, I got my. Your uh, review shirt. My review yeah. shirt with too much chatter. Yeah. Yeah. So. And he wears it proudly. Too much. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long sleeve, so they'll have to wait for, <laughs> yeah. for fall. Yeah. So uh, you can also listen to Native Plants Healthy Planet at our website, uh, which I just said, but you're probably going to listen on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher. Where do you guys listen? Apple. Apple. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. use the podcast app. Yeah, and then you broadcast over the... The loudspeakers. Yep. You made everyone subscribe. Everyone subscribe. That was good. Yep. We actually do quizzes it's, oh, um, in the nursery. Right. It's on the application now. Yep. <laughs> awesome. We can't even get the people here to listen. Oh, they're like, if I have to hear Fran say one more word, yeah. they're, I'm quitting. 
So, but yeah, so that's it. So thank you, everyone. I'm Tom. And I am Fran. Thanks again, everyone. Up Coming up next week, uh, we're going to have a best of, and I believe it's going to be the rooted discussions on soil, uh, which was a great one that included Ray Archuleta of Kiss the Ground. Is that the name of the documentary? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I was going to kiss the dirt. Since I'm getting everything half right, I should have just <laughs> yeah. loved it. So uh, make sure you uh, tune in for that, and we'll see you again next time. And until then, keep it native. In meadows, woods, wetlands, and dales grows a bounty of beauty that never fails. Our native plants, so diverse and so rare, treasures of our land beyond for the friends below, soaring oaks above Each plant has a place, each plant is love Modern caterpillars must milk, wheat so tall These buzz about, sifting methods fall Oh native plants, how do you grace this land? In your diversity, we will take a stand To protect and preserve our generations to come May beauty and potency second to none To protect and preserve the earth to restore the native plant Menard is so stunning, can't help but adore Their colors, their fragrance, a feast for the eyes Their value to wild like no need to disguise Native plants, how you grace this land In your diversity, we will take a stand Thank you for listening to the Native Plants Healthy Planted Podcast, presented by Pinelands Nursery. Remember to like, share, follow, and comment.